Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. This is Amish Baby Machine. Hello, friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast, starring me, Dags. Today, we have a powerful episode, and as always, across this powerful oaken desk is the assistant manager, Michael, a.k.a. Mike Rez. What's up, Dags? How are you doing? Good. How are you? How are you feeling? Um, I'm feeling, uh, what's the word? Minnesota? Minnesota. Yes, that's the word. Feeling Minnesota and feeling warm in the polar vortex. Yes. The uh, negative, we officially hit negative 20 degrees at the National Weather Service Station in Chanhassen this morning. Wow. Congratulations to us. I don't know where that is, but it sounds cool. It's right next to Wisconsin Dells. Wisconsin Dells. <laughs> it's up north there. Yeah. I tell you every episode, and uh, we got to do the Minnesota accent. Oh, yep, there. Because uh, right now everyone does the accents. Is that the, uh, the quota? How many, how many times do we have to do it? I don't know, but the thing is, you got to maintain it. What's good about those people that do those accents, they can maintain it. Because I like go in and out. It's like, Arnold, how are you? I'm doing good. It just goes in and out in Minnesota. Imagine if we were Canadian. We'd be yeah. boot in a boot. Yes, exactly. So T's or D's up there. Yep. And you got to say Ope. And then you got to say, you know, Oli and Lenny. Or what is it? Lenny Oli, and Swiggy. Or what Oli is it? Oli and Sven and Oli. Sven and Oli. That's it. Yeah, you got to yeah overemphasize your O's. Yeah. So uh, Micah Rez and me just completed a powerful YouTube video on yes. the most powerful YouTube channel ever created, the Amish Baby Machine YouTube channel. We're going to need you to subscribe there. Go there immediately. One of us was more of a man than the other. Whoa. Now, why did your voice just crack? Tell them, tell them the <laughs> flock of Amish, the fans, the, what happened? What the hell? It's been a little while. We ate some spicy ramen, two times spicy. And uh, it it was a little warm. We uh, I think we've done the uh, some hot sauce challenges on this podcast. This time we did a hot ramen noodle challenge on the YouTube channel. And I think what people don't realize sometimes with different peppers and different cultures is the type of heat they use. And these were authentic Korean ramen noodles, and the pepper that they put in either the sauce or the seasoning packet hit right away there was no easing into it it was you hit the brick wall as fast as you could with that first bite so what how many challenges have we done we did uh from it was team fat kid the powerful podcast yep we did the uh they challenged us to the gummy bear they challenged mike Arez to the nine thousand scoville units gummy bear nine million scoville units what did i say nine thousand said thousand oh nine million new nine scientific million. notation Yes, and then we did the uh, hottest podcast ever recorded with uh, North Innsbruck with the hot sauces. Yeah, we went up from mild to the end to the end, literally the end. Yep. Um, and now we just did the ramen noodle challenge. It's funny because I think I actually told you at some point last year I don't want to turn this into a hot 
challenge thing. And yet here we are. We got we just did the third one. <laughs> people enjoy that seeing people in pain. People are sadistic. I know that's what, what is it with is. That? You could do like the ice cream challenge. No, that's that's could be painful too. Just something Anything, generally yeah. nice and people won't watch it. But if you do something painful, people are gonna enjoy it. <laughs> right. Yeah. We did just did the hot ramen. If you have any other challenges that you want us to do, we'll give some thought to it and eventually we'll probably do it. <laughs> Powerful. Yes, please enjoy our YouTube channel. And also, if you're new to this podcast, what it is, it's a powerful pop culture celebration. It's a love where we talk about everything. We call it pop culture, short for powerful pop culture. Mm -hmm. We do it so we can just talk about everything so we don't get stuck in one topic. But typically, it falls on food a lot. Right. But Mike, don't pigeonhole us. No, don't pigeonhole us. Mike Rez enjoys beer. I do like beer. I enjoy uh, ramen noodles and Pop-Tarts. We like Netflix and movies. Yes. We like explosions. Why do people like explosions so much, Mike Rez? Because I think it's dangerous. And plus, it's like really cool and loud. It's people primal. Like loud. People love explosions. And why do women love true crime? It's a good question because it's real life and they're usually taking notes. Wow. That's and what they, I think. And they enjoy wine, too. Yeah. The Romans enjoyed wine, too. What happened to them? I don't know. Powerful. Yes. They live on in the heart and minds of <laughs> Mike Arez. <laughs> Always. Hey, speaking of pop culture, did you see uh, that the Zack Snyder cut's coming out soon on HBO Max of Justice League? Tell the fans of Flock of Amish a little bit about what you know about Zack Snyder's director's cut. Yeah, so this is the... Uh, I don't know if a lot of flock know, but uh, they usually do because we got a big comic book uh, section of the flock that we that we have here. And Zack Snyder was originally the director of Justice League, and I think some family emergency happened. Something happened in in the family, I think, with his his son or something. But anyway, he was replaced as director while he dealt with uh, that family uh, thing. And the the cut that was released was not what he had in mind. And they finally gave him extra money, millions of dollars, to re-edit it and recut it to the way he wanted it done. And that cut will be coming out, I believe, this week or next week on HBO Max, which is going to be really sweet to see because I'm actually kind of curious because I was not happy with Justice League. So I want to see what Zack Snyder's idea of how that movie should have been played out goes. Well, it's going to be interesting. It's been billed as that it's going to be a better story. So I don't know what was cut out, what was added, what wasn't added, and what Zack Snyder decided he needed to, to put in there to make sure that people knew know that this was his original idea for it not to suck. Do we know if Zack is still a Lego maniac? Oh, that's a good question. Yes. What if we did a director's cut of this podcast? Would we have <laughs> a lot of lens flare? Well, yeah, lens flare is where it is. Yes. Be more explosions. Speaking of explosions, oh my god! Can you imagine that? What's your favorite explosion? Uh, like favorite explosion shot, or just like like just what are you pick about? something. I, I just need to hear about explosions. All right, I like the ex the walk away in slow motion explosion where the characters are walking towards the camera in slow motion with yes. the explosions going on in the background. Yes. That's what I think. Antonio Banderas and Selma Hayek. Yes, walking away slowly. They're always at gas stations, too. They always spill gas, and then they walk away and flick their <laughs> cigarette. That was like an 80s trope, yes, wasn't it? Yes. It was like the, the gas 
handle is being it's still on and then the yes. gas leaks everywhere and then have you ever did that before drove off with it stuck in there no i haven't i'm still surprised people are doing that have you ever left a house or apartment quickly with it still stuck in or not no no all right you know what would be cool i think what's that we should make a movie yeah but this time you leave the gas station and then you throw your vape pen oh yeah yeah, I, I, I want to see that because I want to. It'd be like a big cloud of vape, <laughs> <laughs> but it smells like cherry. Why is vaping so cool? Is it though? I think it is. Do you? You got that big white tornado, that big, <laughs> and they they keep modding it. That's what they call it now. Where they mod? What's mod that show depends. for? Modern, modify. Modern, yeah, modify. No, it's modern. Modern love. Modern love. Modern love is automatic. Powerful. Song by the Flock of Seagulls. <laughs> Speaking of flock. We're going to be clearing our throat a lot on this yes. episode because we just ate the world's, yeah, here comes my Minnesota accent. Yeah, we just ate uh, <laughs> two bowls of ramen noodles with uh, two times the spice. Two ketchup packets. Yeah, yeah it was very spicy. What you, how are you feeling now, Micah Rez? I'm feeling good now, um, and it, it's gotten to the point so- it, when the flock watches the video, they'll they'll hear us clear our throats and then immediately, or see us clear our throats and then cringe because it was pretty spicy. It was got caught way back in my throat, but now I can clear my throat and not feel any heat. So we're good. So did you hide the fear? Did you act tough or what, what do you think? Did you act for the camera? I, I'm a terrible actor, but you, I do act. Yes. This is going to win me an Emmy. I can't wait. Who do you compare your acting to? If you had to pick an actor who uh, acts like you, I think it's too easy to say George Clooney or Brad Pitt. That's no, just I didn't say easy. looks. I meant your oh, actual oh, oh, oh. the acting, your acting chops. They call it. Uh, I think I've I've heard in an interview that uh, Leo DiCaprio has taken some some notes from me. Michael Keaton has also taken some notes from me. Tom Hanks won't admit it, but Boris Gump was actually how I would have played. Yeah, the old Tom Hanks, not the weird Greek one now. Right. He's right. like a Greek citizen now and he's Yeah, really uh we're talking like yeah, like a Forrest Gump and before so yes. like Bachelor Party. Yes. Who's and Buddies, Money Pit. Yes. Do you remember his uh powerful episode on family ties? Oh yeah, when he was the the alcoholic uncle yes. when he was drinking maraschino cherries and <laughs> vanilla extract. He said don't don't drink and bake. <laughs> You always remind me of the dad. Has anyone ever said that? Or just me? I think just you. So All right. are we talking family ties, Michael Gross, or are we talking tremors? Yeah, I'll Michael give you Gross. tremors because he's more macho. <laughs> I was going to say, he's more of a badass. <laughs> Plus, he's married to Reba McIntyre. Yes. What do you think so. he's more like in real life, tremors or the dude on family ties? I heard he's, he's uh, kind of like in between where he's... He's like, he can be soft and gentle, but he's also like badass. Wow. He's like so. toilet paper. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Like to- two ply. He was wow. a good rapper, two ply. <laughs> Powerful. <laughs> God, we're having a good time. We're, uh, we're on a slight buzz off of peppers. Yeah. Are you feeling euphoria? You know, I, I am feeling a little bit now that it's the heat's relaxing. I don't think I've ever felt like this flying high after eating something warm. Now, you do all the time. Yes, I enjoy it. I enjoy Rush. I enjoy the band Rush. I enjoy getting a Rush. I enjoy adrenaline. What a Rush. Speaking of adrenaline, tell the fans of Flack of Amish what you're drinking right now. Yeah, so in front of me, I have uh, A-Shock. It's uh, Adrenaline Shock Smart Energy 
energy drink. This is the number one version called Shockwave. So it looks like they number theirs. Yes, you should not drink number two, by the way. Never drink number two. If you can drink number two, go see a doctor. Oh, okay. Uh, this has, uh, it's, you know, you want to live active and live healthy, it says. It's a, a shock. Is a modern fitness-enhanced energy drink. You should probably chug this before you go to the gym. Yes, powerful. Yeah, it's for your active lifestyle. Their natural smart energy is a blend of guilt-free boost. You need to help maximize your day. So we'll, we'll All right, see. crack that open. It's uh, in a black can, by the way, with a big giant silver A on the front if the flock want to track this down. Uh, here's more Minnesota. Yeah, crack that bad boy up there. We're up uh, ice fishing. Is everyone in Minnesota ice fishing? Ice fishing? They go ice fishing. Oh, you up there in the shack and ice fishing. Yeah, it gives you a chance to get away from the old lady and uh, have some beers. All right, so initial thoughts. The smell is horrible. All right. That's the bouquet, as you guys say, right? Yeah. Yeah, the bouquet is not very good. Bouquet or bouquet? I say bouquet. All right. It's Valentine's Day. All right. Ah, it's okay. It's just okay. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to, we're going to rate it right away. Yes. Four CoQs. Four CoQs out of five. Out of 10. We do CoQ oh, wow. tens, remember? It's out of 10. All right. Yeah. I don't know. I can't keep up. It's been a while since we've all done right. an energy drink. All right. Drink it. Here yeah. we go. Mike Arez is now taking a powerful sip, gulp. I tell you what, you can really taste the ocean minerals. Yeah. I tell you what, ocean <laughs> minerals up there. Uh, we got the uh, oh. sea urchin. Yeah, there's definite we sea got urchin. Some porpoise. There's uh, the clam dug in deep in the mm, sand. Clam. Now, why does everyone love the dolphins, but no one talks about the porpoises? Is it porpoises or just porpoise? Porpie? Yeah, I just do that on purpose. Porpoise. Yeah. I love porpoise. I, I lost track of the guy's <laughs> name. The Native Americans had pa- papooses, I think. Papooses? Yes. What's a papoose? I think it's where you put the baby. Oh, yeah, I think yeah, you're you right. Yeah, you put the baby in the holder there. Yeah. Hootie and the Blowfish, that's what I'm thinking of when you're talking about- Oh, I want to be with you. Dolphins. The dolphins always made Hootie cry. All right, here we go. Rick Astley. Never going to give you up. Never going to give. Never going to give. Powerful. Powerful. Thank you. Thank you for <laughs> enjoying my Rick Astley. What else should we do? Billy Ocean, because we were talking about porpoise. Hey, hey, you. Get out of my car. Get into my- What? Trunk? No. No, whoa. That's not how it goes. Uh, speaking of true crime. Yes. Powerful. Today we're going to be talking, if you're still with us, if you have that short <laughs> attention span, I wish they'd get into it. They'd do that banter there. they do that clever banter and don't get right into the topic. We need to go what's on uh, true crime. Uh, we drink wine and true crime and drink uh, Northeast and uh, Rain Belt and rah, rah, rah. We should do an episode called Beer and Fear. Beer and fear. Yeah. Yes. We do drink beer and talk yes. true crime. Yes. Beer and fear. Beer and fear. Powerful. Today we're going to be talking about the Netflix original series Spycraft. We also have a powerful song of the day. What do you want to do first? Um, Next. Well, should we talk about our movie giveaway first? Yes. Let's talk about the movie giveaway. The most powerful movie giveaway ever created. We are giving away... Five DVD combo. Oh. Yes. Five DVD combo packs of Greenland. It's a powerful movie starring Gerard Butler, star of that powerful movie 300. 
Scott Glenn is in it as well. Yes. Do you have a synopsis? I do. It's a uh, Rotten Tomatoes certified fresh, Jags. It's the pulse-pounding disaster thriller Greenland. When a planet-killing comet races towards Earth, a father and his family make a perilous journey to their only hope for sanctuary while encountering the best and the worst in humanity as the countdown to global apocalypse approaches zero. You can own Greenland today on digital, Blu-ray, and DVD, which includes deleted scenes and feature commentary. Now, I did a, I did a promo in the last episode. We'll do one on this one. I don't know where you are in your life listening to this, but make sure if you hear this and it's we still have you still have time to enter. Yes. The hashtag is A- hashtag ABM DVD. ABM DVD. Yes. Yeah, you know me. Yes. You have to use that hashtag in yeah. order to be entered. Yes. And uh, when is this wrapping up? What's the actual real time date? I think we have to draw it by the eighteenth. Listen, don't wait to listen to this episode. Yeah, don't wait and don't listen. No, listen, don't wait. Listen and don't wait. Yes. Powerful. Yes. How are you guys doing? How is the flock? Say hello to the flock. Hi, flock. Hello. We missed you. We did. Powerful. We went back in time last episode. I think it went back to the powerful year of 2014. Holy cow. Yes, you're going to need to check that out. A lot of time travel. Yes, Micah Rez sounded different back then. <laughs> now, Micah Rez, let's get into Song of the Day, which powerfully has to do with the Netflix original series Spycraft. Yes. Song of the day is from one of our favorite spy movies, spy shows, spy series. It is the theme from Mission Impossible. And it's a, uh, the original theme was made for the TV series by Argentine composer Lalo Schifrin, which I like saying his name. I like, I like that name, Lalo. It's a uh, pretty... Pretty exciting. Yeah, it sounds, like see, a, it sounds like a cross between a Disney movie and an Eric Clapton song. <laughs> yeah, I bet I bet that's what he was named after, a Disney movie and Eric Clapton song. They used the movie, or excuse me, they moved the, used the song in the TV show and the movie. They changed it a little bit for the movie just to give it a little more upbeat flair um, and a little more modern sound. But the original song, uh, the, the producer of the TV series told Lalo, we want something exciting. We want something fresh and action-packed and something that people, when they get up to get something out of the fridge and they hear that song, they know that it's Mission Impossible that is on the TV. And that's what he delivered for them. It is also a song that reached a theme song for a TV show back in the 60s, 1965. Yeah, they used to do theme songs like uh, the Rockford Files. <laughs> that was actually, they play that. The, the theme to the Rockford Files was actually tracking as like a, yeah, like the kids would dance. It's got a good beat and it's easy to dance to. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, it peaked, uh, this song peaked number 41 on the Billboard Hot 100 back in the mid 60s. And it was number 19 on the adult contemporary chart in 1967 uh so that was also awesome leonard nimoy covered the song yes in one on one of his uh albums i believe actually he he leonard nimoy was the bald commander on star wars yes correct leonard nimoy why was jean-luc picard why is he so popular he's so non-threatening i don't like him i like who you know who i like who's my favorite 
Star Wars Captain Kirk, right? Actually, Pike, but he uh, Pike, yeah, is very short lived. Mm. But I do enjoy James Tiberius Kirk with the most powerful middle name ever created. Tiberius. Yes. Nobody's named Tiberius. I love anymore. it. <laughs> you should. Why can't you be Tiberius? We can call myself. We yes. can start Mike <laughs> Tiberius. How would you shorten that up? I don't know. Tybee? Tybee. That sounds like Teletubbies. I don't know Berious? if I like that. Berious? Berious? Powerful. Yeah. Uh, the, They're uh, always going off on tangents. <laughs> they can't just keep on topic. <laughs> sounds I like you've been hitting be our comment that, section. <laughs> I think it must be all that spicy ramen they had. Uh, the, uh, can you uh, name the, uh, the product that this was named, or this song was used in a commercial back in 2010? Product? Yeah, there, it was used in a commercial. It went commercial. It sold out. Whoa. I give up. Lipton iced tea. The hell does Lipton iced tea have to do with Mission Impossible? I think that's probably when the movies were pretty hot and Lipton was trying to capitalize on on uh, some popularity of the song. Oh, like Ron Cruz was drinking some? Right, yeah. I think it's like Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, so we... Uh, that is the song of the day, theme from Mission Impossible. Look up the original. I love that YouTube. theme song. That song rocks. Yeah, the, uh, the newer version came out in 1996. Um, and uh, that one didn't, didn't do as well on the charts, but uh, like I said, the, the new one, the more upbeat one, yes, the Tom Cruise one, was 1996. I'm surprised in the 80s the Art of Noise didn't do a cover of it. Well, I'm sure they probably Will. I love Art of Noise. Do you know much about Art of Noise? No. Mike Arez, I'm going to need you to research the Art of Noise. Have you listened to the whole album, by the way, of uh, Moving Pictures by Rush? No, because you said you were going to get me a copy. Uh, so I'm just waiting details. for that copy. Yes. I'm and gonna, it, we're going to do what we said we were going to do. You give me the album. Yes. I put it on the turntable at home. Yes. And then I'll record myself listening to yeah, it. Yeah, you got you to remind me, though, because I have a long attention span. Right. Yes. Think, what's a powerful theme songs you can think of? You know what a really great God. one was uh, Hawaii Five-0, the drums intro into that? Yeah, that one was pretty good. Uh, great American Hero. You would have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to say, oh, believe it or not, my favorite is... Uh... Oh, yeah. Yes, powerful. I, I missed an opportunity there. A-Team was pretty good. Oh, yes. I actually had that on one of my powerful uh, mixes, A-Team. Do you? Yeah, but I didn't like in the 80s when all those blossoms and all those, and it's really hard to eat family ties and family guy and Back growing, growing pants and all those, you know. Growing pants. They all have, like, you know, non-threatening piano music. Oh, Alan Thicke was very big. Yes. I mean, if you think Kenny Loggins was huge well, in the I, motion yeah, his, picture his name was soundtrack. Alan, his name was Alan Thicke, by the way. Well, yeah, he which was is in my porn Growing name. Pants. Yes. Phil Collins is another one I'm thinking of using. <laughs> huge, huge grant. That's another one of my poor oh, names. Oh, wow. Yes, powerful. So what are theme songs? They, they kind of peaked with um, uh, Friends, I think. Because after that, they stopped using, uh, yeah. they stopped using them. Well, Because they got to get right into it. You know, they got to get into the advertising. They don't have the long intro anymore where the people are doing the dishes and they turn around and smile at the camera. Right. I will argue, though, that the theme song to Friends isn't a real theme song. They just grabbed a song that was popular at the time. The Rembrandts. Yeah. And it's not like like back in the 80s when Alan Thicke was writing them. 
from scratch. You know, he'd sit down at his piano, come up with a little, hey, that's kind of catchy. Now we got to throw some lyrics behind it. Come up with a 37-second, 48-second opening to a, to a show. Like the 80s and early, the early 90s had some really great theme songs. Like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was probably the last original one. Oh, who did that? Uh, the Fresh Prince. Oh, okay. Did Jazzy Jeff have anything to do with it? I'm sure he did, yeah. <laughs> did uh, Now, Alan Thicke had a son, Dick Thicke, right? Now, what did he He did, like, what was that, Blurred something? Blurred Lines. Yes. Yeah. He got in trouble for that, though. He did get in trouble yes. for that. I think he was the, uh, was he the original cancel of the cancel culture movement? <laughs> Is, did he get canceled? I think they tried to. <laughs> Especially after the performance with Miley Cyrus. I think that was like the last straw. And they were like, we're going to cancel you first. Oh, my goodness. Now don't get yourself canceled there, Mike Arez. DJ Mike Arez. Powerful yeah. theme song. Mission Impossible. Did you ever watch the actual TV show from the 60s? Uh, I have not, but, uh, I, I do remember seeing screenshots of a, of a older gentleman with white hair. I believe he was in the show. Yeah. I believe he was the captain on airplane. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. The one that passes out. Yes. Powerful. Peter Graves. Right. Is he a grown man naked? <laughs> <laughs> Don't get canceled. I'm, I'm trying to give oh. you an out here, Mike Arez. Sorry. Powerful. God, that's a great show. But watch the 60s episode. Okay. The, I mean, the 60s series. It's probably which was, on... had a ton of spy craft. See, what happened is when, whenever they go from a TV show to the movies, they mm-hmm. always have to put in extra action and an explosions. And, All explosions. Yes. So the, the actual TV show was more low-key and more spy craft. And then, you know, Tom Cruise. And I think the first Mission Impossible was a lot of spy craft. Right. And then it just turned into... Motorcycle, car chase. How many times can we get two guys jumping off motorcycles, hitting yes. each other in midair, not dying? What's his name? Was it Jack Wu, or who's that director that did that? I don't know. He Wu, did Wu was the last name, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think Wu, who, whatever his name was. But the actual first Mission Possible was cool. I think, what do you think? Was that one of your favorites, the first one? Or the original was- is, yeah, we were, uh, I was just live tweeting one of them the other, uh, about a month ago. I think it was the the second or third one. It was the one where Gamora from Marvel movies had to inject herself with that agent that yeah, the, the agent disease. Or, yep, yeah, yep. And that's the motorcycle one I was just referring to, where Tom Cruise jumps off a motorcycle, and so does the guy, you know, the bad guy, and they meet in midair at like eighty miles an hour, but neither one of them die or get a concussion. They just then they get up and start fighting again. It was horrible. It's just the whole movie is terrible. The, the plot sucks, the, the, the lyrics, the, the dialogue sucks, it just, the story sucks, the backgrounds suck. Whoa. Ving Rames is cool, but. Ving Rames. Everybody else sucks. Ving Rames. That's yeah. a cool name, Ving Rames. Yeah, Marcellus Wallace. Yes, powerful. Yeah, he fought for uh, freedom uh, for the Scots, right? Marcellus Wallace. Freedom. Yeah. Got about. Blue paint on your face if you want freedom. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> powerful. Thank you for that powerful review of Song of the Day. <laughs> a little long-winded, yeah, but they, the flock they, love they it. just keep going off the topic there. <laughs> oh, it's cold out. Could use some hot dish and some... Uh, Ooh, tater tots. Uh, snowshoe grog. That's what we drink in the ice house. Snowshoe grog. 
I keep drinking this terrible. Yeah, is it uh, Ice Shack or Ice House or? The worst is when uh, someone moves to Minnesota from another state and then they go full Minnesota. Yeah, that they, do you know anyone like that? They go, oh yeah, we're going ice fishing and snowmobiling and uh, all that. They stop calling a snowmobile. What do they call it now? Snow sledding. Snow sled or yeah, gonna hop on the sled and do eighty five. Yeah, they gotta. We gotta go parallel to the highway. We're in the <laughs> ditches and. Uh, and and stop at every bar yeah, along the way. Yeah, that's part of no. But anyway, the people move here and then they go full Minnesota and they got to go uh, fishing, fishing and hunting and dropping the G's on the ing's and. You know what I, I I hate about when it gets cold, is people who've lived in Minnesota for a while, they start posting on social media every goddamn time. Well, at least there's no mosquitoes out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And what what we do is we put uh we put the temperature on Facebook for you, so you don't yeah. even you don't even have to turn There's on a the old thousand pictures of our yeah we just put up the temperature on the old Facebook thermometer, and then the, the best is uh, when uh, when Sally goes uh, to live in Arizona in the winter time, she puts up the temperature up there, and then she's saying, well, you know, I hear it's sixty five and sunny here, and then you're back there in Minnesota, showing the damn pictures of the snow on the deck, <laughs> on the what? You got to show the deck, and then that's where you show the temp of the the, the, the snow. depth of the snow. Yeah, yeah remember that uh, you had an idea with the beer can. Tell the fans I a did, flock yes. of Amish. They should put a, a a a a measuring device, you know, like a ruler on the side of a can, a yardstick. Yep, and it, you can put your your can out in the snow and take your picture, so you can show everybody how deep the snow is. And the name of the beer would it would be a white beer, and it would be called Snow Depth. Yeah, I remember Rick uh, put his <laughs> he put his darn can into beer, uh, darn snow there, and froze his rump off. You froze your rump off. It's colder than a witch's titty out there. It's just cold. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I the new trend is people taking pictures of a frozen cracked egg. I've seen four or five of those pictures out there lately. Now here's what you do. I'll tell you what to do when it's really cold out there. You take the eggs. You whip them up on the stove, and then you you throw them up in the air, and then it just turns into a souffle. Ooh, yeah, science. Just, you whip them up, and you, it's so cold up there. You throw it up in the air, and the eggs uh, just turn the fall down as a souffle. <laughs> Easy for you to say. Yeah, up there. God, what a powerful episode! Right? We get we need more pepper. The pepper just brings out the beast in me. It's bringing out something. I know there. <laughs> How's that uh, adrenaline shock? What's that bringing out in you? Uh, it's crappy, but we're yeah. going to finish it. All right. We're going to finish something today. Powerful. Let's get into uh, Netflix <laughs> original series Spycraft. All right. Spycraft, as you said, it's an original series on Netflix. They interview former spies or people who have worked in the CIA, and they talk about different things that spies do that they did actually back in the 1960s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and up to today. Um, and they talk a little bit about uh, what Russia is still doing in a lot of these cases, what the U.S. had plans to do, which don't do anymore as far as they tell us. You know the U.S. is behind some, some shady spy shit still. Don't get canceled. <laughs> I know. I better watch out. It is eight episodes long. What's nice about these episodes is I don't think one of them goes past 38 minutes. So if you have a short attention span, and if you're listening to this podcast... What was that? 
and uh, you will see things from they they talk about high tech surveillance. Uh, they talk about poisons. They talk about sex espionage. They talk about uh, yes, uh, bugs, different types of how they microphones they use, how the Russians created some devices that didn't need any electrical uh, components whatsoever, but they were still able to spy on people. They talk about um, you know the different poisons that Russia, especially Russia, Russia is really into poisoning people. Um, different, they really are. Yeah, different ways and how they do it, different material that they've used, which is just crazy if you watch the, uh, the poison episode. And they talk about North Korea a little bit too in that one. And uh, it's just, it's interesting to see, they don't spill too many secrets, but it keeps you, keeps you interested enough to, to figure out what the heck is going on. The one thing I, I did know about that I, I forgot about when they were talking about uh, the, the bugs and the listening devices, when U.S. Embassy in Russia was built, I forgot that, that they had planted <laughs> listening devices in the walls and in the... <laughs> Why, the why do they even bother having those embassies? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, why would you let a foreign government build it? I, I don't you? get any. The whole spy. How many episodes, by the way, did you get through? I got through two, two of them, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna finish the rest of them tonight because it is interesting. And, and so, sex espionage is next. So I mean, so <laughs> what did you? Uh, so what were the episodes? The first one. Uh, the first one was about it, the bugs, um, and then the uh, the poison. Where the first, the second one was all about the poison. So, what are some things that stood out to you on those episodes? Well, on the poison one, with the the way Russia comes up, it's like they come up with a different way every time to to kill people. You kill people they don't like. Um, What's so weird about that is they use the most exotic, right, out there things, but then that always gives them away, right. You know, like, why can't they use just bad selfish, shellfish or something? You know what I mean? They always use uh, polonium, right? Was the one? That was one of them, yeah. It was a hyper-radioactive material. Yeah, and they showed this one grain next to, like, a a sugar packet, substitute sugar packet. Yeah. That's how small it was. It's the size of a grain of sand is, or grain of salt, uh, sugar. Yes, (laughs) yes. Whatever. Uh, Is all that was needed to get this guy. But it, like, create. it made everything... Yes, these people touched the most radioactive stuff in the world, and that's how they traced it back to <laughs> to who did it. Was because everything they were so careless of poisoning this guy that they everything became radioactive. That the perpetrators touched everything became radioactive. That the guy that was poisoned touched, and it was just it was nuts. Do you remember the one um, where they used the perfume bottle and they used the, put the poison on the door? Yeah, yeah, that one I do remember because that was just 2018. Which is the most recent one that they, they talked about. So was that two different ones I get mixed up? They had the, the perfume bottle dispensed it and then they put some uh up there they put perfume or they put the poison on the door handle. It was the same one, yeah. Okay. Yep, they sprayed it on the door handle and then got rid of the bottle. Do you remember the movie The Jackal with Bruce Willis? They, I remember about the movie. I didn't I don't think I saw the movie. He did that in there where he put it on like the handle of the door on the okay. on a car on the back on the hatchback, I think. Isn't that weird? It's weird. It's weird how movies get everything, and it's the old is art imitating life, life imitating right. art. Yeah, I know the the most recent poisoning that that uh, Russia did was you know the guy who just who left or he was poisoned, went to Germany, got better, and then came just recently went back like two weeks ago, and then was arrested and 
jailed for two and a half years, they found out that uh, they put like some kind of powder, the substance they were using to poison him, on his underwear, on the inside of his underwear. And when he put it on, and when his nuts sweat, sweated. Gross. Uh, and it uh, got absorbed in his body that way. That's why uh, Mike Arez goes commando all the time there. <laughs> yeah, no one's poisoning me No, they ain't that. putting nothing, uh, no spicy nuts. Nope. So, they, yeah, so it was uh, interesting. Like we said, Russia comes up with, like, a different way to do it all the time. When they had those cyanide bullets. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Yeah, and the guy doing it had to take an antidote before he... Yes. <laughs> Because you didn't want to overspray and kill yourself by accident. Yeah, they love those uh, sadistic poisons too. Yeah, anything, anything to. I think cyanide is actually uh, pretty good because you're you're pretty much dead instantaneously. Yeah, but like those radioactive elements. I mean, come on. Yeah, and then the guy in Bulgaria. Oh, that poor guy. He lived, but he was deformed for a while, and then he's he still had his face like yeah, his face still looks weird, but yeah. He was a handsome devil before he got poisoned. Oh, my God. And then you think these people, you know, God bless them for um, speaking truth to power, but, like, dude, shut up. You're- right, I know. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, dude, you're ex-CIA. How many times did you have to call the producers and say, remember that time when I said this? Take that out. Or no, no, I meant actual that, too, but I actually meant the people that are protesting. Like, you're, you keep yapping like that. Oh, They're yeah, going to take yeah, you yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, especially in Russia. And that... Well, North Korea too. If right. uh, a lot of those, a lot of countries. I mean, it wasn't just Russia, right? Bulgaria. I mean, basically, if you uh, a lot of those countries, if you talk shit and then you try to move away, they're gonna find you. Yeah, the one and, I, it, and it might not be today. It might not be tomorrow. Three years. You know what I mean? Right. You're just sitting. You're sitting in a cafe and the, the Korean one was pretty interesting. That it's like he just didn't like his brother going to Disneyland. Yeah, <laughs> we won't weird. give too many details on that. You. Most of you probably know how that went down, but if not, definitely watch that. That one yeah. had some different twists to it. Yeah, that was weird. I forgot about that one. And then uh, it was uh, there's some things I learned that I didn't know that. Brilliant, evil, mm-hmm. but brilliant the way it, that went down. Yeah. But what's weird is now with there's a camera every square inch, there's a cell phone every square inch. So you got to do those multi layers to right. protect yourself if you're a country taking someone out. I think in. The worst place to carry one of those things that looks like it's England because they have a camera in every corner. Here's the thing with cameras, though. Most places like New York City, London, they have cameras, but they they don't prevent crime. They only help you find out later. Right, yeah. They help you piece it together. Yeah. I mean, so they don't protect anyone. No. You see all this footage of everyone has cameras in their home and the home invasions. It doesn't stop anything. No. And then you know what defeats a, a camera? A hoodie. Yeah. I mean, you put a damn hoodie on, and they can't tell who the hell that person is. Right, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's just it's amazing. You, you put a camera every square inch, every, and, you know, all those, and you see in New York City, those weird, random people that just feel like they got to knock people out, the knockout game. Yeah. You've seen that, right? Oh, yeah. 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 They, and some of them don't even care anymore. They don't even put their hoodie on. They just punch people, and they don't even give a shit. Right. Rick Moranis was a yes. victim of that. Yeah. So the cameras, you know, it sounds cool, but all it does is, Maybe help find the person. It just catches the crime. Yes. That's all it does. Yeah. What What are some of the cool gadgets from that show that you remember? Well, a lot of the the poison delivery systems, like the umbrella, that was pretty cool. The umbrella was cool. Yeah. I mean, it's it, vindictive and very, very dark, but the that was that was pretty awesome. You, I think a lot of these like uh, spy agencies have to have like 
really out of the box thinking engineers when they do I mean not just for the poison delivery systems but for like that's the scientists that came up with the listening device that didn't have any electrical components at all. It was just based on radio waves when they just shot a frequency at it and that's what turned passive. it Passive. It was passive, yes. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty cool. I like, actually think that's pretty awesome. I mean, considering especially what we're doing with uh, microphones and headphones and all that stuff. Can you imagine if we just had a microphone you didn't have to plug in or anything? You just shot a radio wave at it. Yes, that reminds me. Uh, we did repair the Faraday cage here. So we are protected from EMPs. Right, yeah. So it's just, I think those kinds of things are, are cool. I'm actually looking forward to the to the next episode, the sex espionage, because you know there's just a bunch of horny dudes that thought they were going to get laid and probably end up dead. <laughs> That's why they need Unix. Unix? Yes. It's, a, it's an operating system. You probably don't know about it. No, I don't know anything about operating systems. Powerful. Mike Arez, did you enjoy this powerful episode of the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast? Tangents and all. Yes. Yeah, do we know they went off on the damn tangents again. We're just we want to hear about the spycraft and then they went out about the ice fishing and uh their YouTube channel. Yes, make sure you check out our powerful YouTube channel, Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast YouTube channel, the most powerful podcast ever created. And Micah Rez, we do have merch. We have lots of merch. Check out our merch. Uh links are available everywhere, all our social media. You will see a link, AmishBabyMachine.com. We have hoodies. We got stickers. We got t-shirts. We got it all. AmishBabyMachine.com merch. Like we said, follow us on every social media. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter at AmishBMachine. Depending when you're listening to this powerful episode, make sure you use the hashtag ABMDVD to be put in the running for one of our powerful movie giveaways of Greenland. And we just ask you one more thing before we head out here please tell a friend about our podcast share us on facebook twitter instagram we just really need your help to get the word out on the most powerful podcast ever created and until next time you've just enjoyed the amish baby machine pop culture podcast thank you for listening to the amish baby machine pop culture podcast it is available on apple podcasts spotify stitcher and everywhere else fine podcasts are found Please support our podcast through Patreon and shop our merch at AmishBabyMachine.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. This has been an Amish Baby Machine production.